Hello and welcome to episode 214 of the HHH Racing Podcast. Bienvenidos al podcast de HHH Racing. How's everyone doing tonight? I'm your host, Howard Kravitz. Thank you very much for joining us tonight on a very special show with a fantastic guest all the way coming us live from Uruguay uh, in South America. Very excited to have our guest. We'll be bringing him on in just a moment to talk about the Gulfstream Late Pick 5 this Saturday. Please make sure you subscribe at the bottom right-hand side of the screen, right down there. And after you do that, hit that notification bell. That would greatly uh, help this channel. And please uh, smash that thumbs up button as well. That would also help the channel. We greatly appreciate it. You can see on the bottom of the screen my Twitter handle, at h kravitz and then of course on the scroll at the bottom of the screen h kravitz horse at gmail.com you can uh, listen to us on spotify apple podcast and anchor so please check that out if you prefer to listen to us also we have fantastic power picks the annual subscription is ending this month so if you want two free months Check it out right now. Look below the video player in the description. You go on to patreon.com. You can get two free months of our power picks. And wow, did our power picks rock and roll last week. And if you're listening to us here and you prefer Spanish, we got that too. Suscribase al HHH Racing Podcast Power Picks. Yanda A. There's the website. Información de bajo del reproductor de video. Suscripción annual con dos mesos gratis disponible desde ahora. How's that? Not bad, huh? I've been working on my Spanish. That I knew my high school and college Spanish would uh, help me out. So uh, if you're a Spanish speaker, um, our guests will be able to talk to you a little bit in Spanish as well. But check out our Power Picks. Also, very excited. We have a new show coming up in only a few weeks. We're going to be promoting it quite a bit. It's going to be on Wednesday nights. It's going to be hosted by one of our fantastic uh, co-hosts, Kyle Roscoe. Um, it's going to be a lot of fun. We'll tell you more about that uh, in the coming weeks. So we're very excited about that as well. All right. I think that takes care. Oh, sorry. One more thing. Uh, we have a fantastic website, hhhracingpodcast.com. Check out our website. Now, if you're a dual language uh, learner and listener and speaker, and you prefer to ask questions in Spanish tonight, when we bring on our guests, they'll be happy to respond to you uh, in Spanish. So we welcome all of our um, uh, Spanish listeners uh, from all over the world, specifically Latin America. I hope you're going to be joining us tonight and will enjoy the podcast. So before we bring on our guests, let me, let me bring on two fantastic co-hosts. First. From the Saratoga Special, Mr. Paul Halloran. And from Des Plaines, Illinois, Kyle Roscoe. Gentlemen, how are we doing tonight? Good. The new mic's rocking. Hopefully there's no cutouts tonight. And we're hopefully, like I said, we're going to kick it off here. Paul, how's the new, how does the new mic sound? He sounds terrific, I got to say. How's than Spani- Paul, how's your Spanish? <clears throat> Hola. Como estas? Bien. Okay. Limited. Yeah, All right. that, muy, okay. muy limited. <laughs> okay, that that's okay. We can handle that. I I can cover some of the Spanish. Um, 
Guys, we got a lot to talk about, and I want to go ahead and bring in our, our guests very quickly. But before we bring in our guest, Paul, last thing. You, sir, congr- give it up for Paul Halloran. Absolutely crushed the pick five. I should have joined you, but I was a stupido, moy stupido in the last <laughs> race. I didn't have Mr. Gaffleon on the eight for some ungodly reason, even though I had five horses. But congratulations with an over $2,000 score in the pick five for only $54 given out on our power picks. And Paul, you and I in the first four legs had three A's and one B. And not only that, right here on the show last week, Paul, of the first four legs, we had three winners together and one second. So you and I uh, really, you you got the big score, of course, the pick five, but I think we really gave some great information last week to our viewers. Yeah, well, you know what they say, Howard, even a blind squirrel... So we'll, uh, you know, it's just one of those days when things came together. And I, I actually think I might have had four A's going into the last leg, but I'm not, it didn't matter. I uh, Believe it or not, I played the rare caveman uh, ticket last week uh, just because I just, you know, uh, for a multitude of reasons, but uh, fortunately it worked out. But uh, speaking of which, Howard, you know, someone yeah. is very upset with you and I believe he sent you uh, – did you receive a, a video from uh, one of our um, friends? I, I did. Do you, would you like me to – you want to talk yeah. about that now real quick? Well, I, I think you're talking about the pick five. I okay. mean, this guy, you've really upset him, but it's lead, it, It's going to be a happy ending. I, I want you to uh, – he and I have been uh, talking and offline behind your back, and uh, uh, I, want, I want you to play this video. This guy is upset with your onerous demands on your co-host when it comes to pick wow. five play. So why don't right, you well, play it me, for our listeners? All right, let, let, me, let, me, let me bring it in here. Um, I believe you're talking about Matt Miller has a video. And I tried, yes, and, and trust me, he would love to have been here live. He was at a family family Christmas party that he thought about uh, ducking out of. But let's just let him speak for himself. All right, so this is Matt Miller. I, I haven't heard this. He's got a message for me, I suppose, and, yes. and everyone. Let's hear from Matt Miller. Hey everybody, it's Matt. I just want to join in the pylon congratulating Paul on a great job this last weekend. Howard, I also want to thank you. You gave me the inspiration for a really nice idea. I've worked it out now with Paul. It's tough as a viewer watching you as yet another one of these people with this strict adherence for budget. And I think you know my attitude about following the rules and things like that. So I've worked it out with these guys. They've got my permission, essentially, anytime they go over budget, buy those tickets, and we're going to donate the proceeds to the TRF. Uh, That didn't quite start with this last one. We didn't get it in place in time, but we're going to make a nice donation in honor of Howard's adherence to budgetary principles. I think that'll be the wording of it. Uh, But in any event, congrats again, Congrats again, Paul. And Howard, uh, we're going to have some exciting stuff to tell you about all your handicappers hitting stuff and donating money to the TRF. Okay. I, I, I like how that sounds, Paul. So, so tell me so, a little more. What, what's going on here? So, Matt, you know, and, and we just didn't have time. Matt and I exchanged a lot of messages on Friday. Of course, I didn't think I'd hit one the first week, you know, and we're trying to figure this out. But uh, what we did do, and if you check your email, you'll see a very funny – uh, comment. Uh, Matt and I did work out after on Sunday that I would I donated ten percent of the ticket to the TRF and he matched it. Oh, so wow. just Very from nice that point. ticket, the TRF 
has gotten four hundred and forty-two dollars wow. and change. But I, I would love if you could just check your email and read. You know, when you make a donation, you're allowed to make a comment uh, about what your donation is for. And you could see what Mr. Miller put in his comment on his official TRF matching donation. All right. I'll, I don't recall seeing an email from. It just came like two minutes before the show. Oh, oh OK. Yeah. It's, it's fresh. Yeah. All right. Well, thanks uh, for the donation on behalf. I'm sure. Kim so we're going to work it out. Uh, basically, what we're going to do is maybe play an extra ticket. You know, if if uh, if it was going to be a forty eight dollar ticket and I turn it into a sixty dollar ticket, you know, I might play it once and I'm we Matt and I might play it again. We're still kind of ironing it out. But the bottom line is. Any any ticket that goes over budget, which, as you know, with me is just about all of them, uh, there will be something in store for Kim Weir and her good people. And we're off to a good start with, uh, oh. as I said, about 442 bucks from last Saturday. Well, congratulations. That, that's very, very generous of you. And Matt, thank you very much for the I know Kim Weir will use that very well. And and all the retired horses appreciate it. Uh, so, Paul, thank you. Let's just keep crushing them more. Kyle, we're well, we have to, to thank you, Howard. We have to thank you because this came about because of your strict, onerous, uh, demanding, unreasonable demands on us. So, Matt, to his credit, rebelled. As you know, he can be a rebel. He said, how can I re rebel? And he knew that I would be a good accomplice. He and I are going to be very dangerous together in Saratoga, by the way, Howard. I hope you know that. You you helped oh you and you and Pete helped cause a kerfuffle on Twitter. I had That's, to. Uh, people were demanding more. So we'll, we, maybe in 2023 yes. we'll revisit the. $50. The people the people have spoken. Well, I had some people agree with me also though. I got some likes, so I don't know. we'll have to yeah. talk about that. Um, I, anyway. Well, anyway, congratulations, Paul, on, on last week. Thank you. Um, I, I'm sure it's already spent. So uh, congratulations on that too. Um, Kyle, we're about to bring on our guest. Kyle Siggy Mendoza is our guest tonight. And I know you're big on Twitter. He's very active on Twitter. I hope you follow him. If you don't, are you familiar with Siggy, Kyle? Um, big on Twitter is definitely an overstatement for me, but I'll take it. Um, no, I did look him up when we had him on here. Just, yeah, I mean, I'm obviously not big into the Latin American horse racing scene and all that. But, I mean, he seems to know what he's talking about. So we'll see what happens tonight as we go on. <laughs> we're going to find out. Crap, we're we're going to put Siggy I'm, to I'm the test. We're going to put him to the test and see. No, he definitely knows what he's talking about. I just had a nice conversation with him before the show. And Kyle and Paul, by the way, apologize for not getting you the link a little bit earlier. So, uh, But it's all good. All right, let's bring him on. And again, if you have any questions for Siggy Mendoza, who we're about to bring on, feel free to ask them in the live chat. If you prefer Spanish, go ahead and, and type in Spanish. And we'll go ahead and relay that message uh, to Siggy. So. Without further ado, let's bring on a very a popular follow on Twitter. Um, he currently lives in Uruguay. He's a big fan of horse racing. He noticed what he's talking about. I highly recommend you follow him on Twitter as well. We'd like to welcome to the HHH Racing Podcast, live from Uruguay, Mr. Siggy Mendoza. Siggy, Hi, how, how are you doing tonight? Pretty fine. It's an, honor, it's, an honor to, it's an honor to be in your show. Thank you very much. We appreciate that. Siggy, we have a lot of people that are watching tonight here in the States okay. and all over the world. Tell us a little bit about yourself. I know you live in Uruguay now. Where are you from originally, and how did you get involved in horse racing? Okay. I, I'm really Venezuelan. I was born in Venezuela, and I moved to Uruguay 
five years ago. I established here and I live and work in a warehouse here. And well, all my family is a horse racing fan. I come from a horse racing fan family. Since my grandpa, my uncles, my fathers, all likes horses. And well, I am watching horses since I was a kid. Terrific. And I know I talked to you before the show. You've been to the United States, I believe, twice. Yes, uh, and you've twice. seen some you've seen some horse races in the United States, or you've been to Disney World, I know, correct? Yes, I only I went to the States only with my family, just to Disney, to just when I'm not for not watching races. Okay. My father, I remember my father wanted to go to Hialeah, I remember. Yes. yes, but now we, we didn't visit the truck. Got it. Hialeah is unfortunately not running uh, anymore. And I know you're a big fan of the bigger race days and you follow the road to the Kentucky Derby quite a bit. You like watching and betting the three-year-olds in, 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 the, in the United States, correct? Exactly. I enjoy the, enjoy the road to the Kentucky Derby and the Oaks. And, and the Oaks as well. Exactly, yes. And I follow the horses, the fairground horses, then the Oakland stakes, then the Goldstream Park stakes, like the Holy Bull, the Fontaine of Jewels, the Florida Derby. Yes. I, I just saw today, I don't know if you heard, it was in the news in the United States that Forte, who won the Breeders' Cup Juvenile, is pointing to the Fountain of Youth. That is his first race oh. as a three-year-old. So Forte will be running in the Fountain of Youth, Siggy. And I know you oh, also had a nice winning bet in the Breeders' Cup on Saturday. Why don't you tell the audience what happened to you on Saturday, oh, yes. Breeders' Cup Day? Well, yes, we hit the big six. It wasn't a big payout, but it's always tough to hit a big six. Yes. And yes, we had, unfortunately, we had Stone Age. He was second. We had Ivar, and I thought he wasn't going to win, and he fed it in the stretch. Yes. And also the Asmussen Philly that was in in the in the distaff. He was third by a nose, by a by a head. Oh, uh, blue blue stripe is that? Clair Clairier, no. I think. Claire Clairier. Oh, Clairier. Yes. Sorry, yeah. We had Clairier, and oh. he was he was six to one. Yeah. She went off at a nice price. A lot of people yeah. on this show like Clarier that day. Yes. <laughs> so, yeah, we like Clarier too. Well, Siggy, we, we appreciate it. We're excited to have you on. Gentlemen, the first thing we're going to do, let me take the current banner off the screen. Very quickly, guys, we're going to just give our top horse, our top choice in race six. Race six on Saturday, ladies and gentlemen, is the Via Borghese stage <coughs> outside of the pick five. So let me go ahead and bring that on the screen right now. And we're just going to give our top pick. Um, this is, happens at 2.39 approximately Eastern Standard Time. They're going a mile and three-eighths on the turf. It's for Philly and Merits. It's $100,000. There's the purse, uh, There's the field right there, a field of eight. And I'm not going to bring up the um, past performances for this race. And now you can see us also. Siggy, who is your top choice in race six on Saturday? 
Well, I go with the favorite. I think beside herself is the yes. long speed of the race. Yeah. And all her wings has been gay to wire. And I see her, I can't see a, who can duel with her. So I take in the long speed in this race. Yes. And well, actually, I'll talk about the weather in just a minute. Um, Paul, who are you going with as your top choice in the Via Borghese? Uh, I'm going to go with Flying Fortress, uh, uh, transferred from uh, Shugma Gehi uh, to his son. Uh, thought the horse may have run uh, a little better than it looks in, in the Keeneland race, and he is uh, cutting back just a little. He, he uh, She, there I go, Kyle, she. Uh, oh, there we go. Now, wait, yeah, now, well, Siggy, I, Siggy, I don't know <laughs> if you're familiar. We have a tradition on this show. If one of us <laughs> says the wrong um, sex of the horse, if we say the wrong gender, <laughs> yes. then you can have a beverage. So if you have a beverage <laughs> by you, because Paul said he and it's a she, feel feel free to have a beverage, you know, cerveza, whatever you like, okay? Uh, yeah. Go ahead, Paul. Yeah. yeah, you'll be unconscious, Siggy, if you do it every time we do it wrong, because I do it all the time. <laughs> Uh, yeah, no, I, I just thought, uh, I, I think this horse might be in a good spot. And, uh, you know, uh, I think he, she is second or third choice. And uh, I think she gets the trip under Junior. That's my pick. Uh, Kyle? See, I, I'm agreeing with Siggy. I really, Howard knows, I really, really wanted to pick Viburnum in this race. Um, Kelsey trains a lot of the horses that I have with Crownsway. And um, I have a half-sister in training right now to Viburnum. Uh, that's also by the dam, but I, Siggy said it, the lone speed, I just couldn't do it, especially with size and Pletcher size and a very aggressive rider. Yeah. I'm going to go with the favorite. Yeah. Surprise. Beside herself is, is definitely the horse speed. I'm going to go with Viburnum, the number seven for I read Ortiz. Um, the last race was not very good, but there were excuses. Again, we're not going to get into details. I don't know. This distance might be an issue for beside herself. Um, She's probably going to wire the field, uh, but I'm going to try to beat the favor of the number seven by Burnham for I read Ortiz. And this is the first weekend, I believe, gentlemen, that he is riding at Gulfstream now. He was on vacation, and now he's riding for the first time at uh, Gulfstream this weekend. Okay, so guys, before we get into the pick five itself, I want to say a few quick things. Let me switch the screen. I'm going to put us on full screen, gentlemen, for just a second here. A few quick things. First of all, to let everyone know, um, I am off next week. I am taking a very, yeah, sorry, Paul. I'm taking a much-needed vacacion a la Florida. Um, I, I've been going literally two years straight on this podcast, guys, and I, I love it and I enjoy what I do, but I do need a little bit of a break, and I'm off of school. So I'm going, I'm going to be out of town next week. Um, the podcast will be in the very, very capable hands of a Mr. Pete Visco. He will be hosting the show next Thursday. And it's a huge show, Kyle and Paul, and perhaps Siggy, you know this too, because we're going to be previewing Santa Anita opening day, which is Monday, December 26th. They have many huge stakes that day. So Pete will be hosting with Paul and Kyle. I will not be on the show, um, but it's a fantastic show next Thursday. Everyone should check that out. And the last thing I want to say, and I just wanted to say in the middle of the show, guys, is because I'm not going to hear next week, I want to wish all of my fellow brethren and tribesmen a happy Hanukkah, which starts this Sunday. And, of course, everyone out there, Feliz Navidad, a very Merry Christmas, 
uh, to Paul, Kyle, Siggy, anyone else who uh, celebrates uh, Christmas as well, um, which is, I know that's not for about a week and a half, but I won't be on the show until after Christmas. So happy holidays uh, to everyone. We cannot thank everyone enough for all the support. Uh, really appreciate it. Kyle and Paul, your Christmas gifts are in the mail, just like the checks in the mails. <laughs> anyway, okay, I just wanted to get that out. So let's talk about the pick five now, guys. We're going to start with race seven of the pick five. I'm going to go ahead and bring the banners up. And Siggy, on the bottom of the screen, you're going to see all of our picks rolling on the bottom of the screen there, so you can see that. Race seven starts the pick five on Saturday at Gulfstream, about 3.09 Eastern. It starts with optional claiming 16,000 down to eight. There's seven furlongs on the dirt, a very big Moorline favorite in the number two C Trident for Gonzalez and Morelos is the combination. And Siggy, I'm going to have you go first. We are all going with the favorite. And as I show the past performances, Siggy, what is it that you like about the number two C Trident? Well, this horse has the best speed figures. He also has a lot of speed. And I was tempted to use this horse as a single, but yes. I find some hidden gems here. Ah. Try to beat him, yes. <laughs> to try to beat him. Uh, yes, he's the serving favorite. He has all to be to win this race. Yes, he's seven to five. You mentioned some hidden gems. I'm assuming you're talking yeah. about the number eight, who you have in second. Perfect cut. I have the eight in third. I, I see Paul shaking his head also. He likes the eight. Siggy, I'll let you talk first and let Paul talk about the eight as well. This horse is coming in from California. Yes, this is a West Coast-based horse. At first glance, you see a bit of declining form, but you can't consider, for example, the race of September 9th. 9th. That was, he was trying to stretch out, and this horse is, I think he's a sprinter. Mm -hmm. And, okay, after that race, he moved to Gulfstream Park on paper. I... I I'm not able to watch XPTB, but on paper he's working. He has some fast workouts. Yes. And and also, I will take the white allowance. There's a huge advantage to run with this apprentice. This uh, yes. seven seven pounds. That's that's huge. Yes. So Siggy, let me put us on screen. Are, you definitely take weight into consideration into your handicapping, yes. yes? Yes, in this case, yes, I take in the weight allowance. Um, Paul, uh, I think Siggy's got some great angles there. You like this horse a little bit also. Yeah, I, I think Siggy is the most astute guest we've had in a long time because I agree with everything he said. <laughs> I agree. Uh, I, I, too, was, uh, you know, I was really looking for a way to beat the two because that's our natural inclination, and... But, you know, I said, well, you know, he did get caught last time, but, you know, he didn't really extend, and it was a mile, and I love cutbacks to seven furlongs. Um, that that was a mile race, and he only got beat three parts of a length. And, you know, even though his speed figures have gone down the last two races, I mean, frankly, Howard, an 86 looks pretty damn imposing in this race, doesn't it? 
I mean, you know, the the six has a ninety three um, way way back if you if you want to go off the page, but um, yeah. And as far as the eight, you know, I, I'm thinking if the two is going to get beat, you know, how's it going to happen? And I think it's just going to be someone who's going to have to be, you know, relatively in in touch with the field and and take a run at him. And you know, I, I agree. You throw out the second to last race. This guy uh, Herman Walensky doesn't start many. He's only started forty nine all year, but sixteen percent. He's two for six at Gulfstream. And lastly, I like the fact that even though this horse is coming from the West Coast, uh, he owns a win at Gulfstream in his PPs. He does. Um, I echo everything you said. I almost, I almost put this horse in second, and actually, I considered putting him on top. And then I looked at the three for 21. I'm like, eh, maybe I'm going to get a little bit too cheeky there. Um, Kyle, you want to talk about the six real quick, who Paul just mentioned. You have the six in second. Uh, Joe DiBaggio uh, for Gary Jackson off the claim. Just ran an 81 buyer and looks like the horse that might push the two early. Yeah, exactly. And I echoed Paul's extended sentiments where – um, you know, if I was going to try and beat the two at some point, it would have to be someone that's put into the race early. But instead of the eight, I went with the six. That last replay, granted, it was at a 62-5 claimer. But that last race driving away, again, you can always make it, especially at that level, you can always make that argument. Who did he beat? But again, looking for some type of price that you're going to need to beat the two with. Just that last race alone working really well. I'm that's and again I know Howard doesn't like you know six-year-olds he's raced 45 times but again there's one horse that's going to try and beat him it's going to have to be a course put in play so that's where I'm going to go for my second choice I don't mind six-year-olds when they start getting to like seven or eight eh, then then I start six six I'm fine with Kyle just let you know um here's my feeling guys the two is the obvious horse to beat I put the three in second for a few reasons. I don't like the seven and two morning line at all, by the way, but this is I rad. This is one of the few horses in this race guys. It looks like he can pass horses. And I'm thinking I is going to take a little bit back and make a late run. And if, it, if they, if they hook up early with this two, a little bit, I think the winner is going to come from off the pace and I'm, I'm just throwing the three in there, but I hate the morning line. Um, so I'm going two, three, eight. I'm not being real creative here. But I think the two is clearly, clearly the horse to beat. Uh, I think Siggy made some excellent points. This horse is just razor sharp. I mean, razor sharp. Um, he's done nothing wrong. I guess you could say he's declining in figs, but all this horse does is run well. And what's weird, Paul, about this horse, this horse is by Mizzen Mass, and he's running really well on the dirt. So, um, you know, uh, this is just an honest horse, and I think it's going to be tough to beat. And Morales is the regular rider, too. So, uh, I don't have too much too much clever to say here, guys. Let's go on um, to the next race. Now we got to talk about the weather situation in, in Florida. Siggy, I'm going to have you go first as we talk about this next race. As I go ahead and switch over uh, to race eight. Race eight. Um, actually, no, that's not the race. I want to talk about the weather. I'm sorry. Race eight is a main special weight. This is for two year olds going six furlongs. There are a lot of first-time starters in this race. You can see the field there of nine. The morning line favorite is number eight, Infinite Series for Safi Joseph and Irad Ortiz. Siggy, you're going to go with the number six, who has a lot of early speed and has experience. The number six is Point Liam for Teresa Pompey. 
and Vasquez. Why do you like the six horse, Siggy? Yes, I took Point Liam, especially because he's the experienced horse. And if you note, he failed last time out. But you see, he was wearing blinkers that day. And now the blinkers are removed. Yes. So, so probably he didn't like the blinkers that day. He was a heavy favorite in that race with blinkers. And now the blinkers are off. So he's working steadily and he has experience. He has speed. And this group, this is a tricky race, I know. But this group, I can see a superstar in this, this group. So I want to see him taking the lead and see what happens. Is there any chance that this horse can win from off the pace, Siggy, or do you think he has to have the lead to win? Well, he has shown speed on all his three races, so I think he's going to show speed again. Yes, I agree. Um, I think if none of the first-time starters fire, this is definitely the horse that has a chance. Um None of us, Siggy, the other three of us don't like your six because I guess we believe one of the first-time starters is going to fire. I have a lot of information. Mucho información for Estes Caballos in this race. I got a lot of information about horses in this race and stats, and I'll talk about that in a minute. Um, Kyle, let's go to you. Kyle, you and Paul and myself all have the eight Infinite Series is the morning line favorite for Safi jo- uh, Joseph and Irad. This is a horse that costs $100,000 at OBS March sale. He's by Tiz now out of a quality road uh, mare, Waves of Blue. What does he like about this one, uh, Kyle? Well, I'll tell you three things. Um, I love the work pattern of this horse leading up to this race. Just granted that bullet two back is what people are going to look at, but just the consistent works as even you can even go back farther than October, just a consistent work tab for a Safi horse in Florida. Tis now doesn't win a lot of his first time starter races with juveniles, but this, I mean, the dam, if you look, take a look at waves of blue, she won her race first time out or, or she won on debut at Gulfstream, actually, I believe at six. Yeah. That so. is on the bottom of the screen. Yep. The, the, the mom won with a 68 buyer going wire to wire in the slop. Correct. So that's another thing I like. And just the straight connections, as we all know, Safi, uh, Safi and Gulfstream is a pet match made in heaven most days. Gets Irad with Peachtree Stable, who's a really nice trainer down there that takes all this, talks all their horses with Safi. So I'm going to take just the connections and with the breeding, I'm going to take a, take the, well, I'm not going to take a shot with the eight considering it's favored. Surprise, surprise. Kyle picks the chalk, but go with the eight. Uh, Paul, do you want to say anything else about the eight? And I'll let you talk about the one who is my second choice, Siggy's second choice, and Kyle's third choice, Paul. Yeah, I, I think this is a race that uh, Pete Visco is going to love, except when he does his stats of the day, they're almost all negative. You know, I, I myself did some That's digging, cool. Howard, and yeah. uh, Anna Mia is 0 for 16 with two-year-old for a first-time starter. She has the four. Uh, uh, Arrogate as a first-time starter sire is four for 59. Uh, Tis now is 2-7%, by the way, but Safi himself is 14%. Jose Garofalo, the nine, one for 27. So you may might as well throw them out the window. I just think this horse is well meant, as, as Kyle uh, 
Uh, Kyle points out, great work, Tab. I like the bullet in the second-to-last position uh, in a, in a, uh, a longer work. And uh, the only question I have, Howard, and you mentioned the breeding, you would think that this horse is meant to run longer eventually. But, you know, they have to start somewhere, and, and, and this colt is starting here. Uh, let me throw out a few things that I have gathered because I did a lot of research. First of all, as all you should know, you have to look at the will pay double probables going to the next race. So before you bet your um, your pick five in race seven, you should see who's favored in race eight. And if you look at the will pay probable doubles, you can see that. Um, I agree about the breeding, but here's the thing I would push back slightly with the Tisnow angle. I love Tisnow, and he's only 7%. But we are in late December here, guys, so it's not like these are really babies anymore. They're more like probably middle school age kids at this point. The two-year-old's about to turn three. That was one thing, guys, that, that I thought about. Um, I want to talk about these works. The work on October 29th. Let me go full screen, guys. The work on October 29th, I did see on XBTV, and – he was third best in that work, and he was asked a little bit from the outside. I know it says breezing, guys. But let me tell you something. That work on October 29th was not a, was not breezing. I, I'm going to respectfully disagree. However, Safi Joseph put the eight with two other horses were in that work. It was a three-team work, gentlemen. And the other two horses that Infinite Series worked with, both were debut winners. So Safi thinks very highly of this horse. I think that is a big plus. Um, some other horses to think about. And we've got this horse in second. Number one, Araj. Um, Jose D'Angelo is very good. He is 19% um, with his first time two-year-old maidens, 43% in the money. And he's got Saez. And did you see this 46 breezing down in Palmetto? So I yes. think this horse is going to be sent from the inside. Uh, this is not a very, you know, the inside can be tricky. And the dam didn't do much, but was a five furlong turf sprinter. I think the one guy is going to show speed is, is my point. And I think Saez, that shows a lot of intent. So I think the one is a bit interesting. Really quick also on some other ones. The number two secret threat, number four collect this money are meant to go long i'm not gonna get a lot of details uh the three has a, a philly this is a, a three is by ken theros out of a fast street sense um there you can see he had shown a lot of speed so i think the three is going to show speed i'm not sure about uh brendan walsh first time out i'm not sure about the class um so I agree with Siggy. And by the way, the seven, we finished talking about the seven here. Or sorry, the, uh, not the seven. No, that's another race I'm thinking about. I apologize. Uh, the nine, I don't like Paul because he's got a drinking problem. So I hold that against him. The nine is, you know, he's going to be like wobbling all over the place and everything. So I don't like the nine. But um, anyway, there's some food for thought. In that. Any other final comments, Kyle, Paul, or Siggy, about this? Race? Yeah, Howard, I would just mention I also picked the one second. And uh, JFG Thoroughbreds is uh, my friend Joe Grafeo. And you might remember him as part of the ownership group of Con Lima. Yes. whom I had the chance to interview prior to did the advance on a stakes race at Saratoga okay. and he won the race. So a yes. uh, great guy, Joe Grafeo. He's a Florida guy. He runs a great operation and uh, he is the owner of the one. Okay. Thank you. Appreciate all the info. All right. 
Guy, so again, look at the look at the double will page. Siggy thinks uh, the six will win and wire the field. We're going with some first time starters. You gotta look at the board, everyone. Please look at the board before the race for the double will pays. All right, let's move on to the next race, guys. Race nine. There are two uh, turf races in the sequence. This is where we gotta go full screen, guys. Let me bring them back full screen. The weather in Florida has been shaky this week. Uh, Siggy, I don't know if you've been paying attention, but there's been some rain in Florida. They were off the turf today. They were off the turf yesterday. It looks like it's going to clear up a little bit, but um, my guess, and this is completely a guess, uh, Siggy and Kyle and Paul, that these two turf races will be on the turf, but all the other races will be off the turf. I'm just guessing. They do have synthetic race also, though, so they could race these on synthetic but they want to save this turf course. So, Paul, I mean, we're not – we don't know what the oh, they, like. But did you catch the cap? announcement? Did you catch the announcement today about the five furlong turf races in, the, in this current condition book? I did. They're all going to be off the turf? Yes. So, we've been boasting about this great turf course that we would – they're just, you know, reusing again. And now we have to take all uh, a specific category of race off the turf. Well, hold on. Siggy, there's some noise. Is there some noise in the background, Siggy, for you? Are there, there's some people. Okay. Oh, there they are. Okay. Are they leaving? There's a little bit too much noise in the background. For you, Siggy. No, that's okay. We'll, we'll, we'll deal with it. Okay. Sorry for the background noise. Siggy's got a party. Una, 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 no. una <laughs> and Tsukasa. Um, I think what they're doing, Paul, is they want to save the turf course for the biggest races. And. I don't think it's a concern, but I think I, so I tweeted this out that I think the five furlong turf races chop up the turf the most because they're running the fastest and the hardest, and then they just want to save it. I personally have no problem with it. I hate five furlong turf sprints anyway because it's usually a highway. I mean, we've seen it a million times. So sorry, Paul. I just I mean whoever gets the lead wins those races. Turf snob. I, I'm sorry. I just don't like them. So anyway, I hear you. Um, I apologize for the back. Siggy, are people still at your house? Did they just leave it, it looks like? Or no? Maybe you can turn no. your volume down a little bit, Siggy, because there's a lot of noise in the oh. background. Yeah. But it, that's okay. We'll, we'll deal that's with it, okay. everyone. Uh, everyone, just, okay. just, just bear with us, folks. Um, so I'm guessing this is going to be on the turf. Let me go ahead and show the banners there. There you go. Okay. Uh, race 9. This is the Allen Jerkins handicap, and I'm assuming it's going to be on turf. They might switch it to PETA. They are going for $100,000. This is two miles. That's not a typo. Two miles. That is how many furlongs, Kyle? Uh, 16. 16. There you go. 16 furlongs. Siggy, do they, do they run a lot of races two miles in Uruguay? No, no. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> very weird distance. Yes, very weird distance. You're yes. going to go, Siggy, with the number. Sorry, there's the field there. Sorry. Um, it's a field of 12. And the Moorline favorite is the number 10 value engineering for Maker and Jose Ortiz. But, Kyle, check it out. Siggy is going with the Illinois bread. We're both from Illinois, yes. uh, Siggy, Kyle, and myself. <laughs> the number three, another mystery for James Gullick and Ired Ortiz. Go ahead, Siggy. What do you like about this race? Well, did you see his last races? 
he faced Red Knight twice and he almost beat him. Red Knight is a great stakes race, great stakes yeah. winner, multiple great stakes winner. He has a final run. And we think he's dropping in class in this race. Okay. And he, uh, Chris Block used to train this horse. Kyle, I have no intel as to why they're switching to James Gullick, yeah. but um, this horse is very good, Siggy. He's consistent. I think the distance, he, by the way, the, Brad, he's by Temple City out of a Lord at War mayor, Lord at War from Argentina, Siggy. So he's got a little South American uh, breeding there. And you are going with the number 12 in second. This is a horse I really like. The number 12 is Ajitare, an Irish bred. Why do you like this horse, Siggy? Well, this is a tricky horse. He was <laughs> running pretty bad in Europe. Then he came to America to Fair Hills and he won, he romped in this distance, two miles. Yes. If this is another track. It was a gilding that day. I'm using him because he won for fun that day. And I don't know, but it seems he really loved the distance. No, oh, he definitely liked the distance. And yes. uh, Kyle, let me go ahead and let me, Siggy, I'm just going to mute you just for a second here so we can cut down on the noise. Um, Kyle, you and I are both going uh, with this horse. And I, when I saw the morning line, this has got a little feeling to me uh, of a juniper marshmallow kind of feel from last week, Paul. Um, I don't know if we're getting eight to one on this horse. There are a lot of things I like. I'll let you talk first, Kyle, about the 12. I'll tell you what. Like, I don't know. I'm sure you did watch the Far Hills replay, but I watch it. This, this horse just literally looks. Do? I couldn't find it. Naira. On the Naira. Ah, yeah. I, you know what? I didn't you remember. I apologize to all my Naira brethren. I got to. Mm -hmm. Well, tell me about it because I honestly haven't seen it's, it yet and I wanted to see it's it. It's Monmouth at Far Hills, is also what you got to remember when you go there. It's not just Far Hills. When you go to the replay, it's Monmouth just, at Far Hills. It's under the M's. Yes, correct. Because I had go trouble ahead. finding it as well. Thanks for the info. Go ahead. You're good. This horse just looks like it can run for miles. I mean, it, like watching that race, this horse was up pretty decently close to the pace after a pretty early move. And I mean, the horse literally just exploded. It came across the stretch because at Far Hills they have the, um, they have a stretch I believe of like um, that they bring the horses out on. Um, just right when he crossed that, it's at about about the top of the stretch, probably a furlong and a half out of the flint, and just gone. Not even like without anyone even coming near him. Basso, who was also in this race, was with him most of the um, most of the race actually after he made the early move. Uh, but just absolutely exploded by uh, past everyone. When he did he, was he tactical early? When did he make his move? It was pretty early, honestly. I mean, two mile race, I would probably yeah, say yeah. like a half mile in. He was pretty, very tactical. I mean, so it was he a got out good. of the gate fine. It looks like he wants yeah. more forward, perhaps. Yeah, I mean, yeah, okay. that would be my guess. And that's what okay. I'm hoping for in this type of race. Because okay. I'm sure as we go through these PPs, you can literally see there is absolutely no speed at no. all in this race which granted again it's a two mile race so it, you know it doesn't necessarily have the typical race flow that we all think of with american yeah. racing but still i'd like to have someone at least put early into the race here i want to say a few things about ajitari and then um paul will let you talk about your topic a few things i like and i'm siggy i'm going to bring you i was just muting you a little bit because of the sound but siggy i've got you back on now you can speak did you look at the weight break that Ajitari? Ajitari's in for 123, 123 pounds, Siggy. 
and he was racing at 144 pounds. That's 21 pounds less. And and so, Siggy, did you notice the weight situation? Uh, he, when in Europe, Siggy, he was running at 131, 133, 137. Now he's only in for 123. That has to help this horse, right? Siggy? Sorry, I didn't hear you. Sorry. Uh, Ajitari is only running at 123 pounds. And he's been okay. running a lot more weight, so that has to help him, correct? Yes, yes, he was running 144. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that was a... yes, that was too much. Yeah, no, well, it, yeah, I mean, so he, he gets a big weight break. I'm going to take you off again, yeah. Siggy, for a second here. Sorry, Siggy, about that. Um, I'll tell you what else I like, Kyle and Paul, about this horse. You look at the last race, it wasn't a bad uh, field. In fact, Paul, there's a horse you should know pretty well, Cross Border, a New York bred. And this is a nice horse. Uh, maybe he just didn't handle the track. I don't know. But, I mean, he, he beat Cross Border by a solid four lengths, Paul. You'd have to think if Cross Border was in this race, he'd be a favorite. Right, Paul? So, when you try to figure out the class of this horse, I think he fits class-wise. He was under great care. James Bolger is a very good trainer in Europe. Um, and yes, he lost. He was 40 to 1, 25 to 1, 50 to 1. But he was running respectable races in Group 3, and he was losing to Pearls Galore, Lafayette, Kiprios. These are very good horses. So I hope Julian, Paul, I know you're a huge fan of Julian LaPeru. Um, I'm hoping that Julian is not wide. Uh, it says on the form it starts on a bend. That is incorrect. I just want everyone to know at the top of the page here, it looks like that they start. At, on a bend, that is not correct. I went back and watched last year's um, Alan Jerkinsakes at, at, at two years old, um, and and it was just it was it, it, they started on the straightaway on, on the actually in front of the stands and run to the first turn. So I'm hoping um, Lapru finds a way. Last thing, Paul. I sorry for going on here. The trainer, I think you know this trainer, Carrie Brian is an excellent jumps trainer. Um, but she also trains flat horses, and she like she can train horses that get a distance. So that doesn't concern me either. All that being said, Kyle's going to go with Mr. Maker, um, Value Engineering, formerly trained by Chad Brown. I'm assuming this is just a private purchase. What do you like about Value Engineering, uh, Paul? Well, what I like about Value Engineering, Howard, is I find in these uh, uh, – races with uh, these odd distances, the, the real marathons that people mistakenly gravitate toward closers. Uh, and, and it's, it's like the Belmont stakes on steroids. Uh, you know, I want a horse who's going to be tactical and frankly, who has the lead coming home because my philosophy is how hard is anyone closing after running 15 furlongs? So I think this horse is going to be tactical under Jose Ortiz uh, you know, I wouldn't normally be thrilled betting a horse coming out of Chad Brown's barn, but Mike Maker with older horses running marathons is an absolute specialty for him. Uh, I will say, Howard, I came very close to picking the 12 on top. I believe I picked the 12 third. Uh, Kerry Brion, you mentioned, uh, is uh, just finished a story on Leslie Young, who was the top steeplechase trainer last year by wins. The yeah. top steeplechase trainer by earnings was Kerry Brion with uh, over a million dollars in earnings on the steeplechase circuit, which is quite a feat. Uh, she can train flat horses. And obviously, 
if this horse can run two miles over hurdles, then he could run two miles on the flat all day. Uh, I'm sure Mr. Leperu will only have him behind about a mile. You know, he probably should only have a mile to make up. Uh, and I think he probably will be coming hard and maybe he can make up that full mile deficit that he'll be behind. Let me tell you something about value engineering, Paul. If you like value engineering, I don't see how you can't like the number nine, Kanenos. They've raced against each other a few times. Kanenos, by the way, has beaten value engineering before. And this is another, this is the other maker, Paul. Got yeah. that? This is the other Michael yep. Maker with Saez, second off the layoff, who I think will appreciate a longer distance. I don't know if value engineering wants to go this far, Paul. I, I, I'm using this horse, but I, I have to say I'm a bit against this horse. Uh, I think he's going to be the favorite, and I don't know. Every time I watch him, Paul, I, I don't think he's getting better as the race goes longer. And he, So I don't know. I'm not saying he can't win, but at, at the price, if you like the 10, you have to like the 9, at least in my opinion. Take a look at some of those replays, everyone. We're not going to go back. But Canano's beat value engineering on September uh, 16th, Paul, at Belmont going a mile and a quarter and then barely lost to him at Saratoga by like two lengths, a length and a half. But I thought Canino's had some trouble in the July 31st race. So, Paul, you might want to go back and take a look at that. I'm not suggesting you're wrong by any accounts, but I'm just telling people, viewers at home, pay attention to the nine Canino's. I think he wants to go longer, and that's another Michael Maker. Um, well, the, okay. By the way, the difference in price is exactly one one slot, Howard. It's not like the nine is a huge price and the ten is seven to two versus nine to two. I hear you. I would bet dollars to donuts that Canenos will be twice the price of value engineering. I Saturday. wouldn't bet against. I, I would. I think you might be right on that. I think it's be like five to two and like five to one. Yeah, just a guess. Which, by the way, Paul, for you math geniuses out there, is twice as much. It's two and a half times two. Just want to bring that up to everyone. Uh, point taken, Paul. But I think. I, I think Canelo's going to be a bigger price, and I think Value Engineering could take more money. Just, just my opinion. I agree. Um, all right, all right, guys, let's go on to the next race. And Siggy, we're going to bring you back on. Um, I guess Siggy, you're, you're on the screen, but I took the volume off because some people were complaining about the background noise. Sorry, Siggy, that's why I have you muted, muted here. Uh, but we'll bring you back on, Siggy. Uh, let's go to the next race now. Race ten. We got two more races. This is the other. Um, why is it not switching over? There we go. Okay. No, this is actually the six furlong race. Six furlongs, um, optional claiming 25,000 on the dirt. You see the field here. The Moyline favorite, let me go ahead and switch the banners here. The Moyline favorite is the number seven. And we all, everyone except Kyle, has the seven nitrous channel for Weaver and Gaff Leone. Siggy, as I'm go ahead and bring you back on screen here, the seven is off a layoff, um, has not run since March, but looks pretty tough. Go ahead, Siggy. Yes, I'm getting the chalk in this race. Little channel, okay, he hasn't run since March, but he looked like a pretty good horse running against nice horses like Provocateur, Provocateur, Yes. He's a Fletcher horse, and he's a good sprinter. I don't care too much about the long layoff because George Weaver is a very, very nice trainer. Um, I mean, 
coming from a long, from a long layoff, and I think he would have Nitro's channel ready for this race. Yes, right there, if you can see on the screen, Siggy, and everyone on the top, with a six-month layoff or more, Siggy, George Weaver is winning at 18%, which is very good, yes. and in the money, 47%, which I'm sure my astute uh, co-host Kyle or Paul would have brought up. So, Siggy, to your point, George Weaver does a very good job off of layoffs. My only concern, Siggy, is he was a very talented three-year-old. There must have been an injury or an issue or something for him not to run this long. Do you think that's a valid concern? Yes, he surely had an issue. That's logical. But of course, it's a bit of a concern. I'm not singling him because the long layoff. Yes. But yes, but I, I know George Weaver always do a good job with this kind of horses with a long layoff. Yes, he's very good. Let me give you my quick opinion on uh, the number seven. Me encanta este caballo número siete. Tiene velocidad temprana. Y es muy rápido y consistente. Kyle, what did I just say? I think I don't know if that's that's I don't know if my high school Spanish is going to take over there. I'm going to be honest. Siggy, why don't you translate for Kyle and Paul? What did I just say? Oh, the Nitro Channel has a lot of speed. It's a very consistent horse. And I love him. There you go. Yes. That's what I said. Okay, how did I do, Siggy? Okay, I see, I see. Huh? Yes, no, it's pretty good. Pretty good, huh? Okay, yeah, yeah. I appreciate it. Thank you very much, um, Paul. We don't need to talk about the seven too much, I don't think. I mean, he's if he runs his race, he's the horse to beat. If you're worried about slow works, Paul, I went back. I'm going to show all the works. I went back to see how he was working, you know, before his first start, and he was working pretty slow. So if you look at these series, I know it's a little hard to tell on the screen, everyone, but if you look at the series of works, Paul, even when he was, you know, primed and ready to go, he was working relatively slow. So to me, that's a very good sign. Uh, Paul, that the fact he hasn't been working fast in his, in his comeback races doesn't concern me too much. You're going with the one, Paul, in second. Uh, that's he's in charge for uh, Kelly Breen and Paco. Yes, and I, and I like the seven quite a bit. You'll see when we get to uh, tickets that I did uh, okay. on the caveman ticket, I did single him. But yeah. I do think um, – you know, I think the uh, Paco is always ascend, and and being on the inside uh, is is not going to bother him at all. Um, you know, I, I just think how it, if if the seven loses, it's it, it is because of the layoff. But he seems to be well meant. Uh, interesting that Weaver is putting the blinkers on uh, where he ran the first two starts without it. Uh, you know, he yeah. he's. You know, this horse you had to think was on the Derby trade. Uh, to remember that the, the Hutchison is a, you know, that was in March and and, and with a really good effort there. You know, do, do they do they take a shot at one of the final preps? You know, who knows? But they'll tell you what they paid six hundred and twenty five thousand for yeah. the horse. But but you asked me about the one, and and I think it's a it's a product of, uh, you know, being in the right spot, and and I think Paco is going to be much more aggressive than virtually every jockey he's had other than Pratt. And I guess Colby Hernandez uh, sent him once. But uh, I just – my my thinking on the one was I think uh, he is going to be right on top of the pace. And, I, I uh, frankly, I, I don't think it's uh, – I don't think it's that difficult to race, to be honest with you. 
Kyle, I stole your thunder because you had the one on top. I should let you speak first. Yes, you should have. Um, you would have been much more eloquent than me. Well, that's not saying very much. But, uh, Kyle, uh, any thoughts? Florida bread, by the way, uh, uh, Kyle. Yeah, I mean, realistically, I I know this might be the first time ever. So everyone just screenshot because this might be the first time I'm playing against the chalk and everyone else is picking it. So just <laughs> for you at home, that's, yeah. So, but, again, the only thing why I'm thinking that the one – my like like Paul said, the only horse that's going to beat the seven in the is the one, in my opinion. The eight has really good numbers, and I know Siggy has them in third as well. But I don't know. It's just the the seven looks so well meant, and like Powered pointed out, I um hold on. Okay, now we're the, the, Kyle. This horse is your delight for this week. This is like your yep. delight last week pick. All right, ahead, I'll take it. Crap. Go no. ahead, tell us why he's in charge. He's going to win. Go ahead. No, Keep I'm. Going. The only thing, the only reason why I'm picking against the seven is I know George Weaver is very good off the layoff, but there's a big gap in works. But there's yeah. problem, like Howard said, it's most likely some type of injury or because, as Paul pointed out, he's probably on the Derby trail after that first win. Pointed to the Hutchinson, ran pretty decently again behind a really nice horse and provocateur. And where'd he go? So I'm he has puts the blinkers yeah. on coming back after long work. There's going to be horses that, again, maybe not as fast as him based on his previous races, but there are horses that are going to want to go with him early. If, if there's one horse that's going to beat the seven for me, it's going to be the one with Paco. And that's the way I'm going to try and go. All right. And blow up the pick. Um, so Nitrous Channel's got a 115 early time for him. Now, who knows if he's got that speed? And Paul, my guess is he'd be pointed if he was healthy, he would have pointed you know, like to the Allen Jerkins and, and the Woody Stevens. Right. Yeah, maybe, yeah. I'm not, well, I'm not sure he was going to the Derby, but your point is taken. He was going to go to some big-time stakes over right. the summer. Yeah, they started late. You know, February 5th is yeah. a late start, too. You know, I'm, I'm just saying, though, you, you never know if he had won that Hutchinson by eight. Uh, you never know. No, you never know. Um, two things I don't like about the one. I don't know about the speed, guy. He's got an 85 early time form. There's other horses that have more speed. I know Paco likes to send from the rail, but I don't think that's going to happen in this situation for him getting the lead. He's also in for 25,000 guys. I hate that angle. And it's usually been pretty good for me. I know he's gone through his conditions, Kyle and Paul, and that's why he's in for 25, but I just, I don't see the upside here. And I just, he's off since June. I I, I don't know. He's fresh. Maybe he's better than I give him credit for. The ones I'm sort of fooling around with are the are the three and the four. The four has a one eighteen early time form, guys. So and he's off the claim for Elizabeth Dobles, who is good off the claim. So to me, the speed is the four, like by far. If the one's in front of the four early, I'll be absolutely shocked. I think the four is the one that's a little bit dangerous if the seven can't run. This is the horse to me that's gonna get to the lead and maybe improve off the claim. And if they go crazy, maybe Sonny Leone, the Kentucky Derby winning uh, rider can come over the top with the number three um, celestial gaze. The seven is clearly the horse to beat. I think we'd all agree with that, but I, I don't like the one at all. Totally respect Paul and Kyle. I just, I just, I don't like the one even a little bit. The one will be nowhere on my ticket. Um, guys, as we go to the last race and we appreciate um, everyone joining tonight. We'll talk about the uh, pick five. We'll let Siggy go first with his pick five, guys, and then I'm going to take him off the screen because of the background noise. Uh, race 11. Siggy, you're going to go first. This is a maiden optional $40,000 claimer. It's scheduled for the turf. 
one mile. You see it's a field of nine, and the morning line favorite is the number two. Art uh, outperform for Todd Pletcher and Ired Ortiz, an extremely good combination. And as I switch over to the picks there, there we go. And Siggy, I'm going to let you go ahead. Now I took the mic back off there. Siggy, you're going to go with the number two outperform who was pulled up last time, Siggy. You're you're going with a horse that didn't finish the race last time. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Okay. Oh, I'm going with, with all the favorites in the sequence. <laughs> That's okay. Yeah. Kyle, we're going to call him Kyle Jr., Kyle. You got a new friend, Kyle. <laughs> well, Go ahead, Siggy. <laughs> okay. I'll outperform. Yes. He's stumbled at the start in the, his last race. And the thing I like with this horse is his best races has been on turf. If the race is on the turf, I will use him. I don't know. I don't know if this race is going to be off the turf. Uh, if the race is on the turf, I think outperform is the deserving favorite. It's dropping in I'm class, and yeah. this is the last. Yeah, so this is the last race, by the way. I'm going to show you this race because the the number four horse guys out uh, unexpected outcome is also in this race. So watch the eight and the ten. Okay, the ten is out outperform is right here, Siggy, on the outside, and you see when they break, he does stumble pretty badly. We'll see it here in just a second. Right there, he took a stutter step right there, and he got back into the race okay. Uh, out, unexpected outcome is right here, guys. The eight and the Clarovich. You see the eight's a little bit in tight. You guys see that right there? And he's mm -hmm. in tight and had to check in steady. I'm going to move forward. Here's the 10 outperform, Siggy. I'm going to go ahead and move forward a little bit. And you can see outperform is right here, guys. And he didn't get in any trouble. He just pulls him up out of the race, like, for no reason. Right here, guys. I don't – so I don't know what happened. But he just pulled him out of the race right there. Here's the number. Here's the expected uh, outcome. I'm gonna let it roll into the into the stretch. Here's the eight. You know, finishing okay, but not great. There's really not much else to show. So, Siggy, um, we don't know what happened to your two horse, no. but it, he didn't get checked or steadied or fall. He just pulled up. Maybe pulled a muscle, Siggy. What do you think happened? I don't know. Yes, we don't know, but you see that he's, he worked out 15 days later. So yes. probably it wasn't, it wasn't nothing big. Yeah, that's a very good point. I'm glad you yes. uh, brought that up. Paul, or sorry, Kyle, you're going with the two also. You're not concerned either. I think Siggy makes an excellent point, Kyle, that the horse did come back and work relatively quickly. However... They are just dropping in for a tag. So there's plus and minus. Mixed right, feelings. Yes, it, yes exactly. That's exactly right. And that's what I was going to say. Siggy breaks up, brings up a great point, that which I was going to point out as well. Comes back in 15 days and, you know, and runs a really respectable 48 and three. So it's not like he came back and worked, you know, a 52 or a 53. And I wouldn't. And like I said, they are dropping him for dropping him in for the tag that I'd have, I was working back and forth on how I was going to go about that. It's realistically, I don't know if Ripoli just wants to get rid of him or there actually is something wrong, but um, I'm going to take, like I said, there was 
steadily improving the entire way through until that last start where he stumbled. So by Gunrunner, I'm going to take a shot with this one because, I mean, realistically, there are some decent horses in here, but I think this horse's good effort at that 79-80 range is good enough to win this race. Paul, you and I are both going with the four. This is the, the Chad Brown. Sort of similar profile in that <coughs> a high-profile connection dropping in for 40. Paul, I don't know how you feel in general about these horses. Their stock, their shed row is so good that I just don't think Klarovich and Rapola, like they're not interested in horses that aren't going to win stakes. So that's why, for the same reason you guys like the two, I like the four. Um, I, I don't think there's anything wrong. They just don't think the horse is talented enough and they're trying to put him in a place, a spot that he can win. Right, Paul? Yeah, Seth, Seth Klarman is not going to be afraid to take a loss on a horse. He, uh, he He's doing okay. He can afford to, to every once in a while have a miss. You know, I think, Howard, you're supposed to be honest with you, I think you're supposed to try to find a way to beat both of these horses, but the field is so weak that I ended up picking one of them. Paul, you know, I the two totally agree with you on that statement. The, you know, the two is a Rapoli homebred out of Gunrunner. Uh, Todd Pletcher trained. The last thing they were thinking when they brought this horse to the racetrack was, hey, maybe we're going to be running at a maiden optional claiming at Gulfstream someday. <laughs> I agree. You know, I mean, th- this is not yeah. out of the micropole. I think this is a 100% fire sale. Doesn't mean the horse can't win. I think there's zero turf pedigree. You know, there's a little, I mean, on the damn side of Street Cry, but even on the dam, you know, and, and Gunrunner, I, I'd have to, ch- I think in the brief research I did, I don't know that there have been many turf winners out of it. I, I just don't like this horse. He, he can beat me. Now, having said that, if I'm four for four, you know, I don't want to screw the TRF and, and, and not hit the pick five if yeah. this horse wins. So, you know, the horse will be on my ticket, but you're really supposed to try to beat both of these horses. And I almost put the seven on top for that reason, Howard. You know, it's Safi Joseph. His 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 going dirt to turf in roots is only 9%, so it's not a high percentage move. But, you know, Jose will have the horse forward, more forward. You would think he would have a more forward than he's been. Um, I don't know. I, I think this is a very tough race. And, and, and on all honesty, if you're playing the pick five, I think you want to be as deep as you can. That's my opinion. Yeah, I, I thought the four, you guys saw the replay. I, I thought the four had some legitimate trouble early. Yeah, he was I, okay. I, I wouldn't be shocked if Gaffleon was sending this four. Um, I think the four's got more speed than it looks. He's no killer. I took a look at the three also. I don't know what you guys thought. I got the three and third. Um, Paul's got the three and third. Maybe, you know, we saw last week, the last race, a horse uh, won on, from synthetic to turf. So maybe this horse has got some upside. I don't know. To me, it's probably the two or the four. But, Paul, I agree that I'd love to try to, like, beat one of these two with, like, a real clever opinion. I just don't have it in this race. Um, Siggy, I'm going to let you go first with your pick five, and then I'll let you go for the night. I know it's late there. By the way, it's past 11 o'clock in Uruguay right now, everyone. So Siggy is up late joining us tonight. Siggy, I'm going to show your pick five ticket. Um, It's on the screen right there. Let me take that off, and let me take this off here. Can you – let me read it because we have people that listen with audio only and can't see your ticket. So let me read the numbers, Siggy, and then you can – talk about it. Siggy is going 268 with 146 with 2312 with 178 with 2. So Siggy, you're singling 
the Pletcher Rapoli horse on the end. That is your most likely winner of the sequence, correct? Yes. Another horse I like, the number two in the first leg. Yes. Well, I'm trying to beat that horse. I don't know, but I'm trying to beat that okay. favorite. Yes. And the seven, did you consider singling the seven in the previous race or no? The one off the layoff, Nitrous Channel. No, the long layoff is always a concern. And okay. Yes. And you're and you're using the one also, so you like the one a little bit in the last race also. Yeah, no, you, so you I know. So I'm more stupido. I'm the only one not <laughs> using the one. You don't like that horse. See, <laughs> okay. senor. Okay. <laughs> well, Siggy, I, we're gonna let you go. We really appreciate you coming on. Yes. I, I, Siggy, yes, you. you you proved yourself very muy inteligente. We appreciate thank it, you man. Very much. Uh, we'd love to have you on again. Please spread okay. the word to all your friends in Latin America uh, about our podcast. We have we have picks below the screen. People can buy our our picks and our choices. Okay. They can look below the video player. Siggy, please continue okay. to follow us on Twitter. And Siggy, what's your Twitter handle, real quickly uh, for everyone? Siggy Mendoza eighty three. Siggy Mendoza eighty three. Yeah. Yes. Follow Siggy. He's a fantastic follow. Siggy, good night, my friend. Thank you very much for joining Thank us. Thank you. I Thank enjoyed. you, Siggy. Pleasure. Bye. All right. Good night, Thanks, Siggy. Bye-bye. All right. Again, sorry, guys, for the sound. I know there was a lot of background noise going on. But, uh, guys, Siggy was fantastic. It, it's so cool to talk to people throughout the world. You know I mean? I mean, there's people that uh, have great minds everywhere. You can tell that he knows what he's talking about. Um, and English is probably not overly comfortable with too. So um, we appreciate, he had a lot of similar opinions that we did guys. Um, and I think he didn't know who the favorites were. So he, he probably didn't see the morning lines I'm guessing. Cause he was a little surprised about the uh, morning line situation. Um, Paul, we're going to you, Mr. Pick five hit for over 2000. Is everyone at home listening? This guy hit for over 2000. How big will his ticket be this week? Well, it's actually in between. Paul, you're going to need some explaining here. Paul's wow. ticket for for $40.50 under budget would be 238 with 178 with 310 12 with 7 with 247. If you wanted to go to $54, Paul would add the 3 in the last race. Paul, go ahead. Yes, well, uh, this is uh I am trying to follow Mr. Miller's instructions. So the second ticket will be played for the benefit of the TRF with the three. Uh, and uh, Matt and I will work out those details. Matt, this is a long-term commitment from uh, Mr. Miller. It's not a one-shot deal. That's amazing. <clears throat> awesome. And, uh, you know, mainly what we want to do is make fun of you, Howard, and uh, the, the budget. And I, I would think that everyone would agree, Kyle, we did a hell of a job with that tonight, wouldn't you say, Kyle? Last time, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. And like I said, it rubbed in his face last <laughs> But Howard is glad to be made fun of at the expense of the TRF. Yes, he is. I Paul, what so. if we push the budget up to 75? That's, I don't know if Matt Miller's pockets could handle tickets for well, 75 bucks. Yeah, please. Yeah. I don't know. Um, but anyway, uh, yeah, no, I, I'm going to play the, uh, as I say, well, he and I are still working out details. We've, we've, uh, we've spent a lot of time on this, believe it or not, over the last week. And as I said, uh, it came it came on me so quickly that, you know, we reached out to me Friday and I'm like, oh, that's a great idea. You know, we'll figure that out. And, you know, lightning struck on Saturday. But so anyway, back to the ticket. Um, 
You know, I, I think that race, Howard, the long layoff horse, is a very likely winner. And frankly, I think it's one of those races we talk about a lot that either you single or you go three or four or, or five deep. Um, so I, I, I think, you know, that, that other the, – the two in the first leg, uh, to your, Howard, you asked Siggy about that. You know, that's a possible single if, if you wanted to go in that direction. I don't know. I, I just think that George Weaver, and let me just say this, Howard, let me add this, and I know we're running a little, almost a little late. You know, if you want to get a, a reason to root for that seven, I think it's been well documented. George Weaver's wife, Cindy, was involved in a very, very serious training accident in Saratoga before the meet, actually. It was right around July 4th. Uh, she was actually in Boston, Howard, for many months at Spalding Re Rehabilitation Hospital, which is one of the best rehabilitation hospitals in the world. It's about 12 miles from where I'm talking to you right now. It's right in Charlestown. It's, it, you can see the USS Constitution uh, out the window. Uh, but anyway, George, Cindy has improved to the point where she has been able to go home to their home in Florida, and she is doing rehab down there. And, you know, George, there was a story out the other day saying, you know, she still has a long, long way to go, but, you know, they're thankful she's at this point. So, you know, continued prayers for the Weavers. George is a great guy, uh, and I uh, just wanted to get that in. But, yeah, I think, it, it, you know, you go with the most likely winner, Howard. In my opinion, it's going to be that seven, and I want to be at least three or four deep in that last race. I almost went five deep and made it a $60 ticket, and I might before Saturday. I have that. I have a. I have the uh, golden ticket, like on American Idol or whatever the hell that show is. Matt Miller has given me the golden ticket, so don't I, whatever I want to do. Paul, on the bottom of the screen, I want Brad Anderson, a good friend of mine, in front of the show, also hit that pick five. In fact, a bunch of people hit the pick five that you gave out uh, last well, week. Paul, so I, I, I am. I am humbled, Howard, by Brad Anderson getting anything off of my handicapping. Believe me. Oh no, he's listen. We're we're excited. I. I did not have the eight, and I feel. Howard, really I should say. By the way, we people need to know that you know we all have tough beats. You had a tough weekend. You were five deep in that leg and didn't hit it. You know, and I'm not bringing this up to bust your chops. I'm saying Sunday you're alive for eighteen grand at Aqueduct with the favorite. Which, by the way, Howard, I didn't have the hat to text you before the race. The one situation I hate in those cases is being alive only to the favorite. I mean, I know it's, but anyway, and you had the other and. and and then I'm thinking, Howard, the day after I hit for 2,200, if we had got together Sunday morning, I'd just then play them both in the last leg, and we'll go 360, yeah, whatever, whatever, whatever. But you, you, it's your turn. That's a tough weekend. You were right on target with stuff. I appreciate it. And I had the horse that won on Sunday. I know we're digressing. I bet was it was a 10-strike horse that I actually liked the last time you ran. Right. In fact, I texted – Marshall Graham a month ago, and I said, this horse seems interesting. He's off a layoff, blah, 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 and he ran huge, like 13 to 1, and I didn't single that horse. I singled a Patrick, a horse that has the name Patrick in it, by the way, Kyle, uh, On, but he looked logical for Linda and just and Lascano, and um, and you don't forget about the pick six bad beat in the summer, Paul. In the I know, I know. So I'm, it's, hey, it's, you I'm... know, when you play horizontally, this is not spilled milk, guys, but when right. you play horizontally, these things are going to happen, and right. it only. This is why it only takes one ticket to make your entire year. Now, um, it, the, I don't want. I, I'm going to move on, but uh, the point is, 
I had a very good January through March. I'm not going to go through all my scores. People know about it, whatever. So I'm, I'm way up for the year. But that being said, uh, it could have been an all-timer year if one of those uh, horses had come in. But they didn't. So that's the way it goes. And I, the pick five, I should have had the eight, and I didn't. I just That was wrong. I was completely wrong in the last race. Um, the last thing I'm going to say, Paul, before I bring up my pick five, to me this feels like very, a, very much of an ABC sequence because – if the two wins the first leg, and if the seven Nitrous Channel wins the penultimate leg, yeah. um, you're going to want to have this more than once. So Correct. this is one of those. This is not like last week to me, Paul. To me, this leaves. I think there's going to be big chalk that's going to win, and there could be some big prices. But I don't think it's going to be in the race of the big chalk. Just my opinion. I think you're going to get two low prices and then maybe some chaos. So we'll see. Um, my pick five. I know they're wondering who did Howard single. Who do, who do you guys think I did single, if I single at all? Did I single the two in the first leg? Nitrous Channel? Maybe some one of the one of the, the Chad or the uh Fletcher in the last race? What do you guys think? Or no one? The twelve the twelve horse. Oh. I don't think he has the balls for that. I'm gonna say the two. Whoa, oh, whoa, 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 take it whoa. easy. Hey, Howard, I got to the foul. Yeah, give him the T, Paul. That's uh, everybody's soft. Everybody's soft. Well, here it is, boys. I did single someone. And I went with, I went with the two in the first leg. I mean, look, guys, it's it's the it's the the cheaper of the races we talked about. Uh, my pick five ticket under budget, two with one three eight, with three eight nine ten twelve, with three four seven, with two four. It's forty five bucks. Let me say this: I, I don't. The seven is probably a more likely winner than the two in the first leg, just because. The seven's a classier horse. The layoff still concerns me just a little bit, guys. And just for me, there's more horses in race 10 that can beat the seven than there are in the first leg. Like, I get the California horse, Paul, but I don't know. Is he going to be – is he that good to beat the two? And it just – the choices in the first leg and race 10 to beat the chalks just aren't very good. And so – I don't know. I don't love the two in the first race as a single, but I had a single somewhere. And that's my ticket. I have that as an A. I have the seven as a lone A in race 10. To me, the chaos race is race um, nine, the Ajatari race. Even though I like Ajatari quite a bit, the 12. I don't know, guys. They're going two miles. Take a look at the eight. I didn't mention the eight on the show. The eight horse, and I don't, I don't recall the name, but Take a look at the eight horse t- t- time, time for, for trouble. Something. Time for trouble. Look at the eight horse <laughs> in race nine, everyone. Paul, this would be, and by the way, we didn't even talk about your try either. This would be a very successful back wheel uh, reverse key horse for me, would be the eight horse in race nine. This horse is by English Channel out of a Galileo mare. Is that correct, Paul? I'm now looking at the PPs. Very good. This horse. This horse might be getting better, and I would think would love the distance. In a race that's completely wide open, Paul and Kyle, the eight would be a great underneath horse, in my opinion, as a reverse key or back wheel. And I hit a nice try. sent it to you guys on Sunday with a horse that I touted out on at Aqueduct. And, Paul, you had the back wheel angle in the last race also on Yeah, Saturday, the five. Correct? I like that five who actually drifted up. I think he went at 25 to one, he maybe. He third, right? Boy, would we, wouldn't we? would we have loved if he got underway a little earlier, Howard? Huh? 
you and I were both alive for 10 large, extra oh large. Oh, my God. That would have been fantastic. But, yeah, that was I paid 300 for a dollar with, you know, reasonable prices above them. So I, I was yeah. happy with that. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so there's my ticket, guys. I'm playing an ABC. I'm going to try to hit it multiple times. Um, that's how I feel about the sequence. Uh, Kyle and Paul, before we go, you guys are going to be on the show next week. So your holiday wishes can uh, come up uh, next week for Christmas. But of course, Hanukkah starts uh, this Saturday. I just want to tell you two publicly in front of everyone because I'm not going to be on the show. Love you guys. Appreciate our friendship. Um, again, very Merry Christmas to both of you. And make sure you keep that guy Pete in check next week because he's hosting. I'm not going to be on the show. It's going to be a huge audience or it should be because we're talking about many graded stakes on San Anita opening day. The weather is going to be great by the way, next week at San Anita and the jockey colony. Again, I didn't even mention Kaz Kimura last week on the show. Who's, who's going to be there. The jockey colony guys and the racing is going to be unbelievable on opening day, Saturday at San Anita. How did you show Kyle's ticket? Ralph Conti. I was waiting for it. Two weeks in a row, Paul, two weeks in a row. Are you serious? Yep. Well, hey, Kyle, I guess you could do your ticket on your own show now. That's right. What is wrong with – you know what, Kyle? This is completely – you know what's happening is the students are driving me crazy. I don't care if they hear this. It, we have final exams next week. The students are going nuts. They don't want to be there. We don't want to be it. there. It's ridiculous. I'm sorry, Kyle. Kyle's, no, fine. <laughs> Kyle's ticket – it's not fine. Kyle's ticket is 2 with 138 with 3, 9, 10, 112. That's wrong. That's my fault. With, with one seven, I told you with one seven eight with two four. Kyle, what, should that be? Is that is that eleven or twelve? I don't even know. That's twelve. That's that's your twelve. That's our twelve oh, that we like to that race. What is going on here with me? No, don't worry about. It. Well, you Kyle, your it. ticket is a nice, affordable thirty six bucks. Oh, see, see, uh, Paul, he's sealing the two also. I feel better. Yeah, and I also, and I also almost, in spite of Howard for Paul, I almost put the seven on the end for fifty-four. But I, I, I chose myself to keep it up. Easy. You want to keep your show next week? Well, next, yes, next Kyle, Kyle, just so you know, that Matt Miller offer—it's for any one of us, so that can rotate on oh. any given week. It's any, not you, Howard, uh, Kyle, myself, what is or <laughs> Pete, not you, specifically Inspiring. not you. Okay, so Kyle, are watching. I know we got a lot of people watching. Do I really deserve this much crap? Do I really? Yes. <laughs> do I really? I think I do. I think I'm a pretty nice guy. I mean, I am getting just fired at all the time. I definitely deserve to get fired for forgetting Kyle's ticket two weeks in a row. Yeah, Kyle. Anyway, yes. go ahead. Go ahead. No, with your fine. explanation, Kyle. I agree with everything you said about the two. It's just there's a lot more in my eyes. Obviously, I didn't pick the seven on top, which for better or for worse, we'll see on Saturday. But I think there's a lot more likely horses to beat the seven than there's to beat the two. So I'm going to stick with the two in that race. <laughs> Thanks, Brad. Appreciate it. But and then just top pick, top three picks in race eight. I agree with Howard that the chaos race, in my opinion, is that two mile race in the middle. Going to spread in the middle there. Go with the one seven eight. Hopefully, can beat that seven to get on top. And then the two most logicals in the race, like we said, we like we love to beat them. I just I just don't see it. Oh, I, I can see it happening. I'm, I'm using. Well, I've got. I've got Paul. I've got six horses. Like in, I got six horses in that race in my ABC, Paul. I agree with you. There. Yeah, if yeah. if if I were alive only to those two, and and I could very well be, I would be on pins and needles overall. I I would have no confidence in that. That's ticket. fair. 
Uh, Ralph, we didn't get to a lot of comments. I apologize, everyone, tonight. Uh, Ralph, thank you very much, Ralph. We really appreciate it. Wishes everyone a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. Mm-hmm. Ralph, don't worry about the Happy New Year part. We're gonna, we're, we have several shows before New Year's and one before Christmas. But, Ralph, we do appreciate your uh, comments uh, all year long and all the time. Last thing, Kyle, let me take this off the screen. Um, you're a Chicago guy like me. Gullick taking over for Block on another mystery. I don't know the story behind that. I didn't read anything. Do you have any intel there? I was going to talk about it. Um, I actually forgot about it, so glad you brought it up. Um, my assumption is that Jimmy has a um, – and just oh, for – Jimmy, like we're at first day basis now with James Gullick. For everybody... Give me a freaking breath. Throw the, give me a break. Go for ahead. everybody that doesn't know, um, a few of my horses with um, that I own a part – of our stabled with um with jimmy down in oh. ocala um okay. yes i stand corrected yeah. paul sorry no but um with james golick and i'm okay. assuming chris block just didn't have a barn down i don't know why they're actually switching it in the program i'm assuming it's for one race and they're going to send them back to chris block granted that it's still they're still owned by team block and obviously yeah, it's a home bread right. for them as well so i'm assuming it's just for the Florida race now, and they're probably okay. going to send them back. We've one guess. of those. I never said that, Paul. Like they switched the mm-hmm. name of the program for one race. Like, like Hugh Robinson, they do the route like Mac and the Hugh. And, Mac, yeah. well, that's within yeah. the family, though. So I don't understand. Mm-hmm. Like I said, it's <laughs> either like Jimmy's looking for the like you know he's the one that's going to have to enter because he has the stable, or I don't know how it works exactly. But your guess is as good as mine on that. Yeah, I don't know. I just, I just thought I'd bring that up. Uh, Paul, you get the last word tonight. Any other thoughts about the holidays? Anything else coming up? You got the Springboard Mile, which is a big two-year-old race at Remington tomorrow night. They got a decent uh, purse. I'm trying to think of anything, uh, anything in the news. Well, there's two. How I, we should Hiss, say Hiss has, Hiss has still got. Oh, it's not happen. They've got many issues. For those of us who are involved and support the New York Bread Program, there are two. $500,000 New York sire stakes at yes. Aqueduct on Saturday. Now, if you think of that, you know, to run a horse and, and, and the two races, David Grenning put out a stat. There was something like 28 at 20 something entered and 17 of them are still maidens. So you imagine running, imagine a horse getting his first win and picking up 300 for all you, uh, uh, fractional owners out there. So I will definitely be paying attention to those. I have my Zilla racing hat on. They have Jackson Heights, who actually did break his maiden in a uh, New York stakes race at about 25 to one back in the fall. Uh, he's in one of them. Uh, but uh, yeah, I just, you know, plug to that program at this time of year to be running a state bread for 500,000 is just, just huge. So I would say that. And, and for the last word on this Miller situation, Howard, I want to read you. If, if, if you go into the TRF and you can read the comments of what the donors put uh, under their donation, Matt Miller, who graciously matched my donation said contribution made to protest strict adherence <laughs> to budget on podcast pick five bets. I'm actually oh. looking at it. I know you don't know this, Paul, but I switched to my email. I'm looking at it right now with Tremendous. a smile. He did put a smiley face in the under. Oh, and can you can he did tell me how it, he's already spoken to Kim Weir, so she doesn't think we're all out of our minds. So he all has right. explained the situation to her. But uh, Howard, have a great vacation. You certainly deserve it. Uh, mm-hmm. I probably know as well as anyone uh, the work that you put into this, having been in. Not on the ground floor, but I think on the first floor. I think you were only in business a few months when uh, 
my good friend, Dr. Jeff Mora, who you'll meet in Saratoga, connected us. So I hope you have a great time. And uh, I'll look forward to talking about Santa Anita next week with Pete and Kyle. Awesome. Thanks, Paul. I'll be going to Gulfstream one day uh, with my brother, who's never been to Gulfstream. So that's going to be a lot of fun. And final shout out to Adelphi Racing, who won a main race today with a new acquisition of Royal Poppy in race four. They won about like six lengths for Ray Handel, who is having a huge meet and is on a roll. So congratulations to I believe Zeller is partners. Uh, I think Zeller is partners in that horse. They are. They are. Uh, and uh, Matt Cutter actually um, talked to me a few weeks ago. He's like, what do you think of this Royal Poppy horse? We're thinking about buying him. And we had a nice conversation. I thought we, we thought he was interesting. I'm not saying they bought him because of my suggestion, but uh, we did talk about this horse before they purchased and um, got a huge win. So congratulations to Matt Cutter and Delphi Racing on Royal Poppy. On that note, again, happy holidays to everyone out there. I will be back the week before uh, New Year's to talk about a huge stake race day on New Year's Eve day, uh, December 31st at Gulfstream. And guys, we're going to have a special guest from Gulfstream Park um, that that particular episode. So look forward to that. But I want everyone to crush their bets this weekend at Aqueduct, at Gulfstream, and definitely the day after Christmas at San Nita for their big opening weekend, led by the grade one Malibu and Taba is the headline horse there. Take care, everyone. Have a great night and good luck with all of your bets. Take care.